0: Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show.
1: Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Whoa. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. That'd be us. That would be us. I'm Tony
0: Sanders. I'm Rob Pratula. We are live with you this morning. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hope you're having a good Saturday morning already. You know, I was thinking coming in today, this is your two-hour recipe. Of all the insanity that is this world that we live in now.
1: No, we try to. Try to keep it entertaining and stick with something that you can enjoy thinking about without worrying about it too much. I mean I'll be one of the first people to say it. I have caught more fish sitting at my fly tying desk thinking, you know, oh this fish is gonna or this fly is gonna catch this fish after I tie flies and I sit and think about fishing for a couple hours and (laughs) turns out you know what? It's a good thing to do. Get out of get out of the world for a few hours. Oh good Lord. I mean I'm
0: I'm I'm in the other world a lot. Yes, you are. And, yes. and and I don't miss it at all these two hours. So hopefully we will have some fun with you today. A lot going on.
1: Sure is. A lot going on and coming up too.
0: I've had a I've had a huge week.
1: Yes you have. Yes you have.
0: Um and a big one coming up. Or a couple of weeks coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrapped up the uh, Friends of NRA banquet. We raised about thirty two thousand, thirty-three thousand dollars, something like that. I haven't got the final number yet. That's pretty pretty good.
1: That's really good.
0: For a few hours worth of work.
1: And you know, what is it? The major ninety ninety what percent goes to basically youth and ninety three percent. Ninety three percent of the money
0: we raise in Tennessee goes to youth and law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that law enforcement is the Eddie Eagle program, which is why I got involved with it to start with. It teaches the kid if they find a gun, to stop, don't touch, leave the area, and tell an adult.
1: And I really hear, I really enjoyed hearing about all the success stories mm-hmm. of that program, even locally. And God, God only knows what it's done nationally. It's a great program.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. Well, we, you had the deal in Cleveland just a few years ago, which kind of made the news.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and I know several. Uh, the little, the little dudes that cut my grass, mm-hmm. they have found one or two guns in bathrooms. Wow. And did what they were supposed to do. Went out and got their, got their dad or their mom or whatever. So it's a great program. Again, stop, don't touch, leave the area, tell an adult. Very simple. And uh, the the little, little dude in Cleveland, he's pretty funny. They were interviewing him. Of course, he's, they asked him why he didn't pick up the gun. He said, because Eddie told me not to. uh mm-hmm. And uh, the one thing he didn't do was leave the area. He actually stood on the gun. Right. Uh, And they asked him why. And he said, because I was afraid that the other kids would pick it up. So he stood there, sent somebody to get the teacher. who then took care of the gun. So pretty cool stuff.
1: Smart kid, too. Pays Uh, attention.
0: uh, So uh, it is pretty cool.
1: You went out to, uh, where was Upper uh, was upper East? No, not Upper East. With the, what are you talking about? The kitty cats.
0: Ah, oh, the cats. Uh, yeah, I went to a place called Tiger Haven in Kingston, Tennessee. Uh, if you haven't seen the pictures on Facebook, you missed some really cool pictures. Uh, especially of a snow leopard.
1: That's an intense looking animal.
0: Uh, you ought to have seen the intensity when you were standing there. <laughs> Uh, now it was. I tell you what, this is um, this is a pretty cool place. It's um, they have two hundred currently, two hundred forty-one big cats, one hundred and sixty-five of which are tigers. Um, and it's it's a rescue for cats.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not a zoo. It's not a breeding area. Matter of fact, they have no breeding pairs there at all. Uh, It is is simply a rescue for cats, and they have seventeen of the the Ringling Brothers cats. Uh, But they were telling me it's pretty interesting. They were telling me about all the cats come from all over, and uh, and it's it's sad some of the regulations and, and i think we have some of the regulations in the state uh, i won't do a little bit of investigating to get a better idea but pretty much anywhere in the country you can own a cat and i'm talking tiger leopard lion whatever up until about 30 pounds and use it to take pictures with kids Think about that.
1: I'm trying to wrap my brain around that. That's just a recipe for disaster right there. Well,
0: no, it's happening all over the country. So, no, it's not a recipe for disaster. It's what they're doing. But now here's the funny part. She says they they don't feed the animals, so they stay under the weight. So now you've got a hungry cat that is sitting in a child's lap getting his picture made. Oh, gosh. Personally, mm-hmm. I have a problem with this. Two things. I'm going to breed this tiger to go out and get posed for pictures until it's about three or four months old. And then where does the tiger go?
1: It's a good question. Probably goes up to Kingston. Tiger Haven. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and I asked her, I said, do you get any money? No.
1: Well, you remember the first question I asked you? No. When you when you, I said how was it, well, you got back tell me. I said, my first question was, how do they feed what one hundred and something cats? No,
0: two hundred
1: forty one. Two hundred forty one. How do you feed two hundred forty one cats? And I am thinking the tractor, they're,
0: they're... loaded at a time.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> I was sitting there thinking that their food bill has to be just skyrocket high.
0: Yeah. It it is. It's... Well, the whole budget's about two and a half million dollars, um, which I find really amazingly inexpensive in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just, I, have, I struggle with the fact that I can raise this cat, make money out of it, and then I have no responsibility of it for it once it becomes to the point where you can't keep it anymore. I I, I have a problem with that.
1: I w- I do too. That's just just wrong on so many levels.
0: Did you know? That big cats are the third biggest or the third, yeah, the third biggest vice in America.
1: I did not. Yep.
0: Third biggest vice. Hmm. So behind drugs and, you know, sex and cats, having big cats. And you think about it, remember the movie Scarface, what did they have? Tiger. Tigers. Yeah. So these people have these big cats. And these cats are eating 15 pounds of meat a day. Each. So they're not exactly small. No. They have, uh, as you saw from the picture, (laughs) they have an intensity. Uh, And they're not, they're not tame. They are wild animals captive. Um, And. I don't think I put the video of the the snow leopard that I posted the picture of it staring at me, the but I had about a twenty second video I took on my, I might post it somewhere, of him just pacing, trying to figure out how to get out, try to get to us, whatever the case was, the he was he was trying to do something right, and before he settled down and got into a staring contest with me, <laughs> and in in the picture that if you got there to. Tony Sanders Outdoors, uh, where we promoted the show, or to my own personal Tony Sanders page. There's a picture of this leopard, and we're about maybe a foot from each other. I mean, we're very close. And he he and I locked eyes, and, and one of the the other commissioners was up there, Steve Jones, was talking, you know, they always say, stay away from, you know, looking animals directly in the eye, especially cats. And uh, and we're locked in. We're locked eye to eye, and he's not flinching. And I'm I'm three four times his size. He's not even flinching. Uh, And I asked the uh, the lady that runs the place. I said, "So is he looking at me as the biggest threat or the biggest meal?" She said, "Yes."
1: (laughs) Good answer. I like that.
0: And uh, and so it was. It was truly a an interesting and he did not quit staring at me until I walked away she said that he was well, he was probably looking and she said just based on her history with him he was looking for any way he could get through those bars to me for whatever reason and we had another situation that happened about 15 20 minutes later that was kind of interesting where're we're, we're We had walked back to the cars and and wait, this is this place is spread out over like 80 acres. So we would drive and then we'd get out of the cars and we would kind of walk around and and talk to other people and look at the animals and stuff. And so (laughs) we were um, got back to the cars from the snow leopard place, that that area. And we hear this blood curdling roar. And it, it was from a lion. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, from a tiger. And we were trying to, that's all we had. I mean, we've been here this whole time and hadn't heard anything hardly. Other than purring. Right. Here, are a 400-pound line purring at you. It's like, that's a little weird. <laughs> anyway, so we heard this, this roar. And so the two people that were with us from the, the, the place kind of went around the corner and came back. And there is one tiger there that absolutely hates this girl that works there. She is the only person that he hates. But he hates her because she was feeding him and he got bit or stung. And he associates her with that pain. And they said that she can walk up to his cage to give him to feed him or to water him. And he will just come unglued. Anybody else, even us strangers, walk up to his cage, doesn't even face him. He's sitting there, rubbing against the fence, trying to get you to pet him. It's, it's it was the craziest thing, huh? And it's it's just that's how you know. Again, they're they're wild animals. Yeah. Um. Saw some ligers.
1: Ligers. Ligers. Lion. Tiger. Lions and tigers. Hybrid. Yep. Okay. Uh,
0: they do occur naturally. Rarely, but they do. Uh, They have been bred, obviously, for this, and it's a male lion and a female tiger. There were two brothers that were there. But (coughs) they get these things from carnivals and sideshows, and uh, they've got, matter of fact, they've actually got a bunch of the Ringling Brothers transportation trailers that they use to move the cats back and forth to UT Medical Mm -hmm. to the vet school. Very well taken care of. This really cool place. Two and a half million dollar budget. All of it private funds. Nobody, no federal or governmental money at all. Uh, Really interesting to talk to these people, and they just have a love for these these big cats.
1: I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. I mean, I've seen tigers at zoos. I've seen lions at zoos. Those are massive animals. I mean, and oh, good lord, they're huge. And I'm just trying to. Wrap my brain around what you originally brought up. Why would you? I mean, sure, I'm sure they're, you know, kittens are cute. Everybody loves a kitten, but, you know, yeah. we have four cats at our house and none of them weigh, you know, several hundred pounds. And uh, <coughs> I just can't understand why somebody would get a small cat, use it, make money, and then discard it.
0: Yeah. Where's the outrage on that? Yeah. We're, we're outraged over shooting Cecil the lion. Where's the outrage of people doing this? Yeah. You? And there was one cat is really sad. He couldn't hardly walk, and he had been raised in an area so small he never really developed his legs. Wow. It was was, was heartbreaking. Anyway, it was a pretty cool trip, though. Uh, Anyway, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Since Tony Sanders Outdoors came on the air, Sportsman's Warehouse has been one of our premier sponsors as they were the first and longest lasting large retailer in our area. They are your one-stop source for hunting and fishing equipment, firearms and supplies, camping, boating, outdoor clothing, and so much more. There are two differences about Sportsman's Warehouse, their people and their support of the conservation efforts that matter to you. No other retailer in our area supports locally like Sportsman's Warehouse
1: great indoors for those who love the great outdoors highway 153 and lee highway babies fertilizer in cleveland tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies they are experts in fertilizer lawn chemicals mulch stone and all your commercial lawn care needs they have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company your customers will be happy with the great results and so will you babies has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472 5491. 472 5491, and check them out at Baby's If
0: you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677.
2: Come back, Tony
0: Sanders. Outdoors, hang with you this Saturday morning.
3: My spot.
0: I can't plug in my Technology box. is driving me nuts. Why is that? It just is. Just, it's just things don't work quite like they're supposed to, and it just drives me
1: nuts. I can understand that.
0: Um, there's something else I was going to say about the. My trip to Tiger Haven. Uh, oh, I do want a big shout out to the uh, the guys from TWRA for two reasons. One, taking us there. Uh, what most people don't realize is TWRA actually has a purview to oversee captive animals. Um, and that includes zoos, circuses, anything that comes through the state of Tennessee, we actually um, oversee and inspect and all that. And so I got to go to this Tiger Haven, which is private. Nobody you can't just go in. Uh, I got to go to that because of TWRA. Uh, secondly, uh, they do a wonderful job. You know, when you think about like a place like this, uh, circuses, zoos, all those things, you know, they're inspecting for safety. So I had actually, uh Walter Cook, who is over the captive animals area for us, uh, spent a lot of time talking to him. and When they actually do an inspection, we weren't there actually to inspect. The inspection has already occurred. Uh, they actually walk the fences of this property to make sure that the fences are set up in a way that uh, safety. Gotcha. Um, they 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 do a lot of things to make sure the public is protected. Um, and so that that's that was pretty cool. But uh, the other thing is, is um, we're not in a. a uh, We're not in a the safety of a zoo. Uh, there was one time I was taking a, a picture and. How quickly things can turn. I was very careful not to get too close. Uh, to the animals, but. I was taking a picture of the male, the big male line that was there that you saw. Um, Well, female line came up and before I knew it, she was right there at me. And I could not if she had stuck her paws through the fence, uh, she could have got me. Oh, no. Uh, And it was the lady. The lady goes, "Uh, Commissioner, you might want to back up just a little. And I look down and there's this, you know, 350 pound female just looking at me. And she was very nice. The lady had actually petted her. Uh, I mean, she walked over to the cage, stuck her nose to the cage, and she actually scratched her nose. And and I said, can anybody do that? She goes, I wouldn't advise it. She goes, I mean, she's known me. She's got to know me through the years. Right. So uh, another thing that's kind of interesting, and then we'll get off of this. They, they got some tigers that were pregnant when they got them. And so they had their their the kittens, and um, and so they decided to let the cats raise them naturally. Um, and she said it was a horrible mistake. She feels like that if any animal is going to be raised in captivity, it needs to be raised as captive, because the the cubs um, were kittens from the from those uh, tigers. Will have nothing to do with humans. Yeah. They're very standoffish. Uh, they c- they they just they don't have any good control of them. Yeah. She said, and again, if you saw any of the pictures that I posted, they have kind of these cages. And what they do is they bring them into this cage and then they close them in there. Then they go inside the and do cleanup or whatever they need to do, uh, cut cut back some of the brush or whatever. Uh, And then when they're not in there, they open the doors and the the animals have free reign into a very big area. It's it's almost like a quarter of an acre per animal that they can just it's it's grown up. It's wooded. It's grassy. It's cool. Water. I mean, it's got everything. And so but if they don't do that, then they end up with um, um, I mean, if they these other cats that are not human adaptive. Uh, they won't go into their cages, which makes it really difficult. So hmm. it's very interesting. It's one of those cool things I get to do. I,
1: I knew TWA did safety checks on animals and stuff like that, like you're talking about. And the only one I'd heard of before this one, and I didn't even know this place existed until you told me you were going up there. They if if you have snakes on property you have to have anti venom and that's one of the things that Mm-hmm. From a safety aspect that TWRA checks. And um, the only reason I know that one is because of the Tennessee aquarium. Mm-hmm. And when they had the venomous snakes there, they had to keep anti venom on hand. Mm-hmm. And I uh, went back oh went back one time and the snakes were gone. And I thought, well, what happened to the snakes? Maybe they're, you know, off display or something. And I asked I asked one of the docents, I said, you know, what happened to the snakes? They got ri- They ended up getting rid of the snakes in this part of the aquarium because the antivenom was so expensive and it would go bad over whatever you know. It's got a shelf life, and it is so expensive to get that it was just cost prohibitive to have the snakes on display and keep mm-hmm. the antivenom.
0: That's true. I mean, there's there's old aspects like that
1: that people don't realize that TWA does, and man, I mean, they don't just. Right tickets they do a whole lot more they really yeah
0: do. like this place has to have uh... i think there's three levels of um... quelling a, a, an uprising <laughs> uh, for lack of word: tranquilizer darts pistols to rifles to uh... deadly force guns mm-hmm. and these are all requirements they have to have now i don't think this lady could ever shoot a, uh, an animal if she had to she just it was clear she really connected to these animals and it was great to talk to her and uh, kind of find out how she ended up there and and uh, so you anyway, know was pretty cool it was it was way cool so
1: well I got to play tour guide this week okay uh my aunt Gidget came down and aunt
0: Gidge I can't believe she was all the way down here and you never let introduce me to her
1: oh uh, well that was my fault yeah it was uh Aunt you came down. Uh, my cousin Richie, his wife Diana, they all came down, and uh, kind of played uh, travel tour guide for a few days. Took them, took around, showed them some sights. Uh, did, did
0: you and Richie get to doing fishing at all?
1: No. The day we were going to go, uh, we were going to go Sunday, but uh, the water muddied up so badly on the river we were going to fish, so we postponed it till uh, Tuesday. But then, like. Monday night came that big storm and every every place I knew around here locally was just muddy or nasty or windy one. But uh I did not get to fish. But took a uh took Aunt Gidget. She wanted to go to Georgia, so I drove her to Georgia and she wanted to say she had been to Alabama, so I drove her to Alabama. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she can mark it off her bucket list, I guess. I understand. So uh had a great visit had a great visit with them. Um it was great having them down. The only thing was, uh, I don't think Aunt Gidget likes the heat down here too much. So, and it wasn't that bad really yet. I said, "Wait till August." She says, "She says, no. She's not gonna. She's not gonna come down south. It's too hot."
0: Yeah, she should have come in like October. Then it would have been really nice.
1: Yeah. So, we were talking about. We were talking. Uh, kind of funny, you know. What's your electric bill? I said, oh, in you know, June, July, August, September. I said, it's our electric bill is high. I said, not so bad in the winter. She goes, oh, that's when their electric bill goes up yeah. because you know they're running heat. And I said, you know, I don't have to pay to get sh- snow shoveled either. So you know. So was this her first time down here? No, no, no. She's been down several times. It's, they went to uh, Nashville for a few days, and uh, then they came down to Chattanooga, and then they were heading back up. They left on uh, when. Wednesday, I believe it was, and uh, got home two days later. So, but it was nice to see him. It was a nice visit. Good to see Aunt Gidget. So, Aunt Gidget.
0: Well, good. Mm-hmm. All right, so what else we got happening? We got getting ready to take a break, and then uh, uh, we got a listening tour coming up in just a, a, about a week and a half. I hope you guys are aware of this. This is going to be coming up uh, August 6th. We'll talk about that when we come back. Uh what else? What else? Um did we talk about Friends of NRA wrapping up? Yep. Yeah we did. Mm-hmm. Briefly. Okay. So, um and I'm I'm actually going to another Friends of NRA banquet tonight. This is my annual trip to Athens. Athens, yeah. Yeah. Uh banquet I started uh several years ago or helped them get started, I guess would be a better way of saying it. And uh they've done really well and it's my chance to go and actually be a somebody in the crowd and have a good time and spend money and, and do all that stuff
1: rather than the running around like a chicken with your head exactly. cut off. It's yours. Yeah. No, exactly. I understand that. All right. Yep. Do what I was going to say, we can talk about the new hunting guide yep. coming out.
0: Yeah, we got the new hunting guides. Out. I, I, I snagged a couple for you. Thank you, sir. And uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll cover all that and more when we come back on Tony Sanders outdoors. Tony Sanders Outdoors, give us a call at 267-1023. 267-1023.
4: Leads are turning, there's a chill in. Campfires are burning
0: We're gathered r- Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life or insurance, for your outdoor toys whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881 Again that's 423 423- Eight four seven three eight eight one, and invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff Rodney Allen State Farm there is a world-class shooting facility just a short drive north of Chattanooga where you can shoot shotguns on two world-class sporting clays courses designed by Marty Fisher. You can also sight in your hunting rifle at whatever distance you need, up to a 1,000 yards. That is right. Get ready for your western state hunts right there at Dead Zero Shooting Park. Give them a call at 423-800-7758. Again, that's 423-800-7758. Or visit them on the web at DeadZeroShooting.com. Dead Zero Shooting Park, the premier shooting destination. Four two three eight hundred seven seven five eight or dead zero
4: shooting dot com.
0: Welcome back, Tony Sanders outdoors hanging with you, man. We're this is last Saturday of July. We're headed into August. What happens the first week of August? You know, you know, do you, know, you know?
1: First week of August yep. is the Is it something you missed out on last year? No, no. It's the second week. First week of August. I you don't know,
0: I'm if you bring up that stupid Sentinel Crane drawing again.
1: <laughs> Just throwing it out there.
0: Waterfowl drawing is first week.
1: Okay. Well I knew it was some drawing.
0: Sand Hill's the second week. Okay. And you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have to drive up there yourself because I ain't going to ride up there with you this year.
1: All right. Why? Am I, ba- am I uh, bad luck? Well, you're, you're an albatross You're underneath? like a
0: bad penny, that's for sure. <laughs> you keep showing back up with this. <laughs> did you miss out on it last year? I didn't. <laughs>
1: hey, I had to listen to it for a whole year. Through. I
0: didn't give you that much of a hard time.
1: Uh. Did I? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. I deserved it. All right.
0: Yeah, the uh, duck drawing is coming up on the 3rd of August. I
1: believe that's right.
0: Yep. So the 3rd of August, duck blind drawings, and uh, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. It's it's as big as Sand Hill Cranes everywhere else. Uh, I mean, you're, you'll have 1,200 people there at, uh, at, at the drawing. And we, we've implemented a new thing this year to... Um, combat an issue. It's gonna be interesting to see how it works, and that is the selling of duck blinds. Um, what had happened in the past, uh, and I didn't think about this mathematically until I started to kind of run the numbers as 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 a financial person will do sometimes, and it'd be easy to do. But so you got sixty days to hunt these these blinds uh, in these. Guides are charging $250 a day, $200 a day, whatever the magic number is. So what would happen is, is, let's say I get drawn for a blind. The way it works is this. I can bring up to 10 people, let's say, to be part of my blind. Okay. The way it works, as long as we're in that blind by 30 minutes before sunrise, It's our blind for the day. If we're not in there, then anybody can come in there and get there. And it can be their blind. But when you got, and it only has to be one of you. So if, and I could be sitting in this big blind all by myself, as long as I'm there and I'm on the list, it's my blind, you can't do a thing about it. Gotcha. So what would happen is, is these guides would go out, let's say Rob's name got pulled out of the hat. Okay. Well, before you make it up there to claim your duck blind, you will have people paying you money for that slot. And so you would go up there and get your, you know, let's say you're the second one out. The guy to say, look, I'll give you $15,000 if you will take blind number blank. And you go up and you pick blind number blank, you walk down, the guy give you $15,000 cash and it's his blind now. All right, now he may leave you on there. I can't remember what the legalities are. He may leave you on there, but it's his blind. Right. He, he's paid you for it. Right. So there's a pretty lucrative business
1: happening. Nope, no doubt.
0: Uh, and I was like, really? Somebody's paying $15,000 for blind? Oh, yeah. it. it that's basically, um, they pay for it in just a few weeks of the hunting season.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. So
0: so to combat that the way it's going to work this time is and and these are again like Camden bottoms, the the bigger places, Uh, even here locally. That's going to happen this way. Uh, You're going to get drawn. And they're going to they're going to draw. Everybody. Okay, Then you and your group have to all register. Then you go into another drawing and that's where they pull out the blinds. Okay. so but you that the difference is is you and everybody that's going to be in your group has to register before they draw.
1: That makes sense. That'll come. That will combat that.
0: I have people tell me it won't.
1: Mm. It'll make it harder at least
0: (laughs) if I give you fifteen thousand dollars tell you not to show up to your blind
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Would you not show up to a blind for $15,000?
1: I would not show up and I'm obviously picked the wrong profession. I should have become a professional duck blind seller.
0: Yeah. You'd have to get drawn though. Yeah. There's 1200 people
1: in the drawing. Sure. So it's not, it, you know, and there's 30 draws.
0: So it's not it's not a guarantee. Yeah. That's how it worked. Huh. Big business. Big business.
1: Well, I liked I mean I like how the it, it's evolving. The you know you're you're going to try something new this year. It's the duck draw is evolving. I liked what TWA did with the sandhill Hill Crane drawing. That you know people were putting their one year old who has a lifetime license in there, and you know a five year old who couldn't down one of those birds. You know probably if they had to couldn't hold a gun
0: big enough to down a bird.
1: Yeah, and you know they were getting extra permits. You know oh. I'm sure that that five year old is going to be hunting. Yeah, yeah, right. So you know, then they said, okay, there's an age limit. That you know, it evolved a little bit, and and and, and it and, and
0: it made some people mad.
1: Well, so be it.
0: We had well, we had a guy calling here. I think uh, I I can't remember if it's here or if he just called me. Um, I guess he might have called me as a commissioner. I don't remember, but he was you know because his son is 11 years old and had been hunting the whole time, been hunting grains, and and I I felt bad. But I do think uh, we—it was something that had to be done because there were people that were putting. I mean, Hunter is eight years old. Uh, he could hold a—he could shoot a twenty-year, a twenty-gauge. But is that enough? Mm, it, you'd have to make a really good shot. Yeah. Uh, so it, I, I don't have a problem with it. Is I, what it
1: is. I don't either. You know, if the the guy's eleven-year-old's been hunting, you know—he's
0: twelve years old this year. He can hunt.
1: Twelve years old this year, you can hunt. Sorry about last year, but you know, just because we have to make a rule because people are gaming the system. Correct. So, sorry, young man, that you know you got caught up in that. But now you're twelve, you're good to go. So,
0: and you got a lifetime of killing sandhill cranes ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's that drone's going to be coming up on the tenth. My anniversary. <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. It's my anniversary.
1: Your wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Cool. So,
0: feeling lucky, I'm gonna win. Maybe.
1: <laughs> oh, I've already been told for my anniversary next year, I've got to do. I got to break out the big guns.
0: Is it number twenty
1: five? Twenty five. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta pull something out of my hat. I, I'm not sure what yet. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, I convinced my wife early on that it was the multiples of 5 were the important ones not the in between ones
1: well that's pretty much what we've done yeah so. well
0: yeah so if it, if it's 25 you got to go got to go big baby got to go
1: big got to go big so i'm think i'm planning a trip at, i'm planning a trip so
0: so when is it so i know how, i got to have a guest
1: yeah it's going to be july 15th
0: okay so i got to find a guest then going big
1: yeah i got to go big on that one uh you know since we were talking about the problems with the draws if you've got a problem, you can come <laughs> to a public comment meeting.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I like the public comment because that's not exactly. It's it's actually going to be a talking thing, right? Um, this ours is coming up on August sixth at Cleveland State Community College, the Johnson Building, from six to eight p.m. Thirty five thirty five Atkinson Drive, Cleveland Tennessee three seven three one two that's where you're going to go. Uh, August 10th from uh, 6 to 8 p.m. is when it's going to happen. And uh, looking forward to it. And this is where you can go and talk to the agency. OK. You can call me and then I can transfer it. blah blah blah. That's not the best way to do it. This is actually going to be the people that make the decisions on the hunting and fishing and all that or the hunting. I, I keep saying hunting and fishing. This is the hunting session. We'll do a fishing session next year. But this is where you can go talk to uh, chief of wildlife. You can talk to the wildlife officers. You can talk to uh, all kinds of people. You can talk to a commissioner. Not that that really do you a whole lot of good, but you can talk to them. Uh, but no, we are truly going to be sitting there and listening. We're going to be there's going to be a little bit. of I don't want to use the word lecture because I don't like that little bit of talking from the stage. going we'll to talk about CWD, some of the other, the bigger statewide issues. But then we're going to break it out into small groups. This all came about when we went to a two-year season setting. We said, that's fine. We can go to two-year season setting. But you guys are going to go out and talk to the people, to the public. You're going to get out, and that's what this is. There's going to be six of them across the state, two in each grand division, east, middle, and west. Uh, and ours is going to be in Cleveland. There's going to be one in uh, Cookville, I believe, on the 13th. Uh, then you got Morristown, and you got Nashville, and then you got Jackson and Memphis. So uh, avail yourself of this opportunity. Uh, TWRA is a, is a 700 person organization, it's a big organization. And this is kind of dedicated to the wildlife side. Next year we'll be doing the fishing side. So. Um. Both of those are very important to us here in this area. Oh, yes. So come out and see us. Looking forward to it. August 6th at Cleveland State Community College, the Johnson Building. Hey, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Be part of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Call us at 267-1023, 267-1023. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late.
1: Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Baby's have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer.com.
3: Here come the ducks, hit the high baller.
0: Here's, uh, I I know the people on the radio can't see this. That's where, that's where it shows you what you hit on the target. It's electronic. That's so, nice. So you shoot 1,000 yards, which you can't hardly see, and you've got a little iPad-type thing in front of you. It shows you exactly where you hit so you can make your adjustments to your target. Very cool. That is. Uh, it is way cool. Uh, I forgot the actual. Uh, let's see I forgot exactly what that that device is called, but it's 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 how it's that's how you c- keep from walking a thousand yards to see where your target hit <laughs> or your shot hit. So
1: yeah, that would cool. that would make for a long day.
0: It's cool. Let me tell you, it's way cool. Yeah, it took me it took us almost an hour to drive a thousand yards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that's a slight exaggeration. exaggeration. Nah. Uh, now the other thing that's kind of cool mm-hmm. that I thought. They don't let you shoot a thousand yards unless you prove you can shoot a thousand yards. Now you go, how do you do that? Well, they have targets. I can't remember. I think it's six hundred yards. If you can't hit the six hundred yard target, they're not going to let you shoot a thousand.
1: That's fair. I agree. That's I agree. fair.
0: A thousand yeah. yards is a long way.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I know there's situations that call for long shots, pronghorn and and other critters like that. Sniping. Sniping. Well. Well, like you know, most el- of us don't snipe people. Well, you're in Wyoming, and there's you know a, a bighorn sheep on the next mountain over. You may need to shoot a thousand yards, but wow, I just—it's
0: cool. You know, last Buffalo Ridge, I was shooting a thousand yards with the Barretts. And you know, well,
1: yeah, I mean that's a fifty caliber.
0: No, 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 what? I was shooting three hundreds. Oh, okay. Three oh eight, three yeah, 308s, 300s, and. Three thirty-eights and fifties, but still, I was shooting a thousand yards. And you shoot, you know, you sit down, light a cigarette,
1: check the time,
0: check the time, and then you hear the ding at the other end. So
1: update your status. It is, is
0: yeah, (laughs) update your status on Facebook. Yeah, it's a, it's a long, it's a long shot. Oh no doubt. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Couple things coming up. The Medal of Honor Heritage Center Sporting Clays event is coming up. Uh, we had Jules on last week talking about that. Uh, that'll be at uh, Benton Shooting, uh, two flights, nine and one. If you'd like to be part of that, give us a call. Uh, you can give me a call at 567-4801,
1: 567-4801. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I have a sneezer.
0: The uh, but that's a really cool, cool. It's going to be a cool event. You need to, you need to come out. The Merida Medal of Honor Heritage Center is going to be really cool. Uh, and then the Quell Forever Banquet coming up on the 28th of September. It's hard to believe we're talking about September. But that's just two months away. Um, that's going to be at Highland Sportsman Club. Doors open at 5, 530 like normal. It uh, should be a good evening. That time of the year it should be cooling down, comfortable.
1: Nice time of the Lightning year. Hunting
0: season's underway. Right. I like it. I'm ready for fall. I don't know about you guys. I've enjoyed the heck out of this weather this, this week.
1: Oh gosh, yes. Uh,
0: Sixty-four in the in the mornings and humidity in forty-four percent. Oh my gosh,
1: it's awesome in July. I could take that all summer long. I'm sorry when it gets like, well, you know how it gets <laughs> around here. The, every flagpole is, the flags are just hanging straight down. There's not a gust of wind to be had. Mm-hmm. You're so humid, you know, you about drown yourself just trying to breathe because of the humidity.
0: Yes, all the above.
1: I could take that cool weather all all the time and twice on Sundays.
0: Fair enough. Wow, first hours in the can—that's hard to believe. It went by
1: fast. It did.
0: What's everybody doing? What's everybody going?
1: Crickets,
0: crickets. Sandhill cranes.
1: yeah, that did sound like a crane, didn't it? I was trying to do a cricket, but it
0: was a crane. All right, when we come back, we're going to hit some uh, other news. Some idiots outside. Everybody see the, the buffalo tossing the nine-year-old? Wow. She walked away from it. Lucky her. That and some other stuff, too. All on Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back.
4: fishin', every day. That's the prayer that a country boy
0: prays. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors.
1: Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your
2: hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula.
0: Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you you this beautiful Saturday morning. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Just like David. Good morning, David.
2: Good morning, gentlemen. How's everybody?
0: Wonderful. Where are you calling us from today?
2: I'm in Anderson, South Carolina, and it's 64 degrees, and... While I touch on that, let me tell you, that not before last, in a little town called Galax, G-A-L-A-X, Virginia, it was 51 degrees, and it was absolutely time to get my tree stand and my bow. and, <laughs> and Come on, man, this weather's killing me. I love it.
0: Well, unfortunately, it's probably going to go back the other way here before it gets better, but uh, it is a taste of what's coming up,
2: I believe. Uh, I hope so. Listen, I, congratulations are in order, um, the NRA successful saturday night uh, sent you a little note and rob you you'll be interested in this because i heard you say he runs around like a chicken with his head cut off and <laughs> I, t- I sent him a little note this week and congratulated him and asked him where in the world does he get all this energy i'm telling you what's the truth he's wide open isn't he mm-hmm. sure is <laughs>
0: yeah but now i was i was pretty useless the next day i i can assure you
2: well i understand that understand that <laughs> hey listen guys uh you were talking about the twra and the inspections they do do you know um you, you may be familiar with some of the places up around i think they're up around Crossville and stuff there's some of those hunting preserves are they do they inspect their fences and things to keep those uh critters from getting out
0: yeah i they they do i don't know if that comes under the captive herds but it, Because it gets it gets a little squirrely, to be honest with you, and that's probably the the wrong word. Uh, The Department of Agriculture is actually over uh, captive herds as well, Uh, so like deer and and deer farms and those things. TWRA does not uh, endorse and prove those or approve those, but Department of Agriculture does. So it, it gets a little. I don't know who actually does what. Um, but I know that any place that has any kind of hunting goes on, you know, there's there's permits and things that we're involved in, but Department of Agriculture is involved, too.
2: Okay. I was one, kind of curious about that. You know, I know that we've got a hog problem in the state, and they're trying to eradicate as many of those as we can, and I know that, you know, years and years and years ago, a lot of hogs weren't here, and they were brought in just for hunting, and that's kind of got the the spreading started. and I know those are supposed to be captive up there, but, you know, they root a hole to China if they take a notion. I just wondered if they right. ever were inspected to keep them from getting out of there.
0: Yeah, they're, those things are, are monitored very closely, uh, and I don't have an yeah. issue with them. I mean, I've, I've been to a couple of them, uh, but they are monitored really closely. <laughs>
2: That's great. That's great. Well, listen, um, uh, on your, I won't be able to make your listing tour, her, but one thing you just uh, – of course, you know, I'm a huge supporter of the TWRA. Love them. Right. Love everything they do. But um, I sure would love to see Prentice Cooper's gun range open a little more. <laughs> I know it's kind of a pain for them to take care of up there and everything, but it's, uh, you know, I just don't have a lot of opportunities to get up there. And sure. It'd be nice if we had a few more days during the week.
0: All right. Well, I will, uh, I'll be sure and pass that on.
2: All right. Sounds like a plan. Well, listen, guys, y'all have a great day. Good to talk to you, and good to see you Saturday, and enjoy yourselves. Enjoy thank this you. weather while you can.
0: Oh, thank you so much, David. Thanks for coming into the studio last week as well, so we appreciate that. Oh, and, and the biscuits. And Jordan, huh? Oh, yeah. There and, you go. And uh. the biscuits.
2: Oh, oh, that that was the other con- – That by the way, that was the other congratulations. You made it through a, an entire first segment without food.
0: It's true. Yeah. It, well, like, like I said, I mean, I'm used to not eating until like 7.30 or 7.45 when we get off the air. But, you know, knowing that you were bringing the biscuits last week – I was hungry when I got here, so it just yeah. is funny.
2: Well, you made it the first time without mentioning it, so there it is. There you go. It's been brought up. It's been brought up. <laughs> Thank you, David. All right, guys. Take care. Have All a good right. day. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm hungry now, too.
0: And uh, what David was talking about, uh, August 6th at Cleveland State Community College, Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, Will be having one of their first. It's not the first, uh, or is no, it is the first, the very first one. Um, I don't know what that means. Why well, they're doing the first one with me? Anyway, it's going to be a public, <laughs> a public meeting, and you're open from sixty-eight at Cleveland State Community College, the Johnson Building. Uh, come by and uh, talk to TWRA, whether it's uh, a commissioner of your area, which I'll be there, or whether it's people that really know what's going on. Uh, the more important people, they will be there as well. Wildlife, head of the wildlife will be there. Uh, there'll be officers, biologists. They'll explain to you why they do what they do. Uh, it's your chance to come and talk to them. We'll be doing a fishing one next year. Okay. And this is a, a one of the things that came out of when we went to two-year season setting. We wanted the TWR to get out and talk to the people. So here we go. There we are. If you don't show up, shame on you.
1: This is the perfect time to ask your questions. Absolutely.
0: Uh, and and I think we're, we're expecting a pretty good crowd.
1: And rules change. I mean, you know, sometimes for the better. And, you know, some people may say that it's not for the better. But I like that, you know, when they came up with that button buck rule. Yep. That got changed. I'm like, I'm glad that was changed. Sure. So.
0: Yeah, Richard. uh Richard Sims wrote an article, and it was pretty funny. We, we were chit-chatting before the article came out. and He he was talking about all the complaints that was happening over something. And I said, nobody complained. He, go, he goes, he said, well, nobody complained when you guys upped the number of elk that we could hunt. Right. Uh, no, they didn't. They just complained about this. Uh, and w- I bet you can probably pick up some of these, too, the hunting guides.
1: Or download the app on your phone. That's also handy.
0: Well, I was going to say, um, this may be the first guy I've had in a couple of years. Yeah. The only reason I have it is they handed it to me the other day. I didn't.
1: And I appreciate you getting me one. I I,
0: I grabbed a couple and threw them in my car, and and that's where they were still sitting this morning. But uh, I use the own to go out, and they're actually making it better. There are parts of it that still need improvement, but they're working on that, and they've been very responsive. And, again, that's something you can talk about at the meeting. Hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. So I, I'm looking forward to this this tour. there will be six of them coming occurring over the next three weeks, and I don't I don't know if I'll go to Cookville or not. Uh, I may just stay with the one here locally. Let the other commissioners deal with the other six or the five.
1: I know, uh I'm gonna bend your next year when the fishing regulations come out. So. Right,
0: as I would expect you would. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I'll be. Hey, I'm not a commissioner anymore. I don't care. <laughs> <Tough> <laughs> you dude.
1: Good day and good luck.
3: Yeah.
0: So, anyway, looking forward to that. So that's coming up on August 6th. Now, where were we going to go? Uh, There was something, a story I was going to do. Uh,
1: what, there was a wild, we got some wild outdoors. We got... Do, uh,
0: do, the, do the message in a bottle. That was kind of cool.
1: I thought so. Florida man finds a 24-year-old message in a bottle from Lake Michigan. Beachgoers in Florida were thrown for a loop after a message in a bottle drifted by them, completing a 24-year trek from the waters of Lake Michigan to the waves of Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Gary Hendrickson, a resident of Santa Rosa Beach, was wading in the water with some friends, and they spotted the bottle bobbing next to them. Hendrickson apparently scooped it up, took it home to uncork the bottle, and revealed a note that smelled a lot like bourbon. (laughs) Now, here's what's written on the note. Hello, June 16, 1995, Frankfurt, Michigan. I've tossed this bottle into the water to bring joy to anyone who finds it. This whiskey bottle was full full a few short hours earlier. If you find this, call me and I'll buy you a drink. Following the instruction, Hendrickson reached out and ended up connecting with the messenger. Both were in awe that the bottle made its way from Lake Michigan all the way to the Gulf of Mexico and can only guess it traveled down the Mississippi to reach its final destination.
0: So they're going to have a drink.
1: Uh, apparently these two gentlemen are going to get together and
0: have a bottle of whiskey.
1: Uh, well, maybe they'll maybe maybe they'll uh, let me say Florida, Michigan. Maybe they'll meet somewhere in Kentucky and throw one in the Ohio and there see where do. that one goes. Yeah. Go.
0: Hey, other than the fact that the guy in Frankfurt was a litterer, um, that's a pretty cool story. That is. I I'm surprised it, with with the boat traffic, with yep. all the the logs, with the dams. Think about it. Yeah. How many dams did they have to go through from Michigan to?
1: I don't know, but I'm sure it's a lot, and I I'm I'm surprised too that it made it from basically Canada down to the Gulf of Mexico. That's pretty cool. And it's probably no telling how long it swirled out there in Lake Michigan. And I'm geographically illiterate on my lakes up there. I should be more. I don't know if Michigan drains into didn't
0: Lake, Lake Michigan's the one in Chicago, isn't
1: it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And you know. So it went down, somehow got into the Mississippi River system and then
0: from l- the from the Illinois is it the Illinois River into I is it the Ohio. I don't remember which one runs through there.
1: I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, I'm i geographically literate on that one. Anyway,
0: so uh, now I thought that was a pretty cool story. Yeah. Uh, now, I do not encourage you to toss anything into the water. There's enough crap in the water anyway. Yes. Uh, but that is a pretty neat story.
1: I thought so. I, that's why I threw it in there. I thought, wow, that bottle made it all the way. And I was thinking the same thing you were, you know, a log jam. It didn't get stuck up in there. Or, you know,
0: I mean, it could got buried anywhere. I mean, there's no telling.
1: Washed up on a, if it went down the Mississippi, washed up on the banks of the, in Memphis and then covered with silt and never to be found again.
0: That's pretty cool. Good for them.
1: So we got another w- weird outdoor story. You want to do this one? No, not right now. We've got to take a break. All right.
0: But, uh, yeah. So, uh, and, and then we're going to talk about talk about your favorite things, taking pictures of wildlife. Okay. As I post a picture of me and a, uh, a snow leopard, <laughs> I actually took a I took a selfie. Yeah, I was I, waiting for it. <laughs> I did, uh, but I did not post it anywhere because I uh, I, you, didn't, I didn't want to hear it from you.
1: You need to put a disclaimer on it. Don't do this at home. Yeah. <laughs> Just the look on your face, you know what I'm thinking.
0: Oh yeah. Where's the selfie music? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, there's a, me in a selfie. You notice? Lo, notice he's still in the same position.
1: Yeah, he has it. He is not moved, and is still looking I did at it, you I like did it. a selfie
0: with the snow leopard. in
1: him. He's sitting there. If, if I could get through this fence,
0: I'd be chomping on, chomping on something.
1: He'd go for the jugular. Oh yeah, there's no doubt.
0: All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. <laughs> Tony Sanders Outdoors listens to you. Maybe call us at two six seven one zero two three.
1: Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results and so will you. Bates has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer 472-5491 472-5491 and check them out at fertilizer.com Like a good neighbor State Farm is there. That is more than the
0: catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our families insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance for your outdoor toys Whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. Hope you're having a good day. All right, so we got uh, a couple other little strange stories. Uh, Again, don't forget, hunting season's right around the corner. Are you ready for your hunting season? Now, I just noticed on the, the front of our hunting guides that we're looking at, the collector card. Which one do you have this year?
1: Bass. Bass. You have the bass. Bass. This or is, base, whichever, how you. It's an outdoor
0: shop. This one we just came up with, the, the car. Now, I have to admit, as silly as this is. Oh, it's a Labrador. You know, yeah. As, as silly as this is, <laughs> again, there's not a lot of perks mm-hmm. to being a commissioner. The one perk is they give us a new license. Every time they bring out a new one, they give us one. So I've got like three or four different hunting licenses. Of course, mine's a lifetime. Plus, yeah, I was going to say, mine's plus your lifetime. lifetime license. Yeah. No, no, I mean, mine's a lifetime. Right. They, they give me a new card with my lifetime license. Okay. So, like, when this just this is the first year out with these. When they when they selected this one, they gave us. We got to the commission meeting and we all had our license laying on our desk, oh, where they nice. where they printed them out before again before they were available. Well, so, it's 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 nothing, but it's just it's kind of funny.
1: Now, are these rotating or? Are they doing? Uh, like, will this one take the place of the? I think it's a deer, that's on the other one. I don't
0: remember. Uh, I I don't. I don't know if they're retiring any. Okay. Or if they're just adding two, like one a year.
1: Yeah, because I got a bass and a deer right now, and now they're adding a Labrador. Correct. I'm gonna call my commissioner and tell him to add a trout. <laughs> or yeah. Or turkey. He won't listen to you. Nah, eh, probably not. He doesn't care. Nope.
0: Let's see. I don't know, I'll have to ask about how that works. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, we have a call. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you tell me we had a call?
1: Well, I thought I thought you were looking at the screen there. Hi, Andy.
3: Hi, Tony, Rob. Hope you gentlemen are doing good this morning. I've well, been enjoying watching the Facebook uh, uh, video feed of the show so far.
0: Well I appreciate that. And gentlemen you're using that term awful loosely, but oh, we'll let yeah. you.
3: <laughs> I'll tell you, there's a lot of sportsmen and outdoors men and women here in the local area that sure do appreciate what you guys do. Just well, the outreach and education and getting kids involved. Thank you. I'm, uh, just started a vacation, just punched out. You know what I do for a living, driving a truck. Yes, sir. Just punched off for of work, and for I'm on vacation now for a week. So. Awesome. Man, awesome. Get over. We're going to hit the woods for a couple of days, go fishing and uh, woods exploring.
0: I got I to get a friend of mine that listens to the show during hunting season and doesn't listen to the other time. But he takes off, uh, his favorite time to hunt is muzzleloader season. So he takes off a, a week of vacation during muzzleloader every year just to go hunt.
3: I, last year I took two. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I had a fantastic time. I'd say nine to. Deer every evening. It was
0: awesome. Oh, it is awesome. Yeah. Good, for it you. Was awesome. good for
3: you. Just wanted to say hello and good morning to you guys. Good morning. To, to, you, you and have, the show.
0: I hope you enjoy your vacation. Will do. Good luck with the fishes. All right. See you, Rob. Thanks, Thanks. See you. There you go. Good for him.
1: I like that. Taking. Him... He's happy about vacation, just starting it early.
0: So, a Detroit man shoots an
1: alligator. This is, not a, this is not a joke.
0: No, a couple of questions. One, mm-hmm. what's an alligator doing in Detroit?
1: Well, it apparently the alligator belonged to a neighbor who runs a reptile rescue, okay. and it evidently escaped. Okay. Uh, so that
0: answers that question.
1: A Detroit man shot an alligator after it approached and lunged at him while he was out behind his vacation home near Shea Lake in Michigan. Uh... From the sound of Derek Fells' story, it all happened pretty fast as he got down to a pond behind his home. According to Fox News, I got there, and the alligator rises up, turns towards me, and charges. Luckily, Fells was carrying a pistol at the time, but had to shoot it with his offhand because his right hand was in a cast. Uh, once the Michigan State Police arrived and the county sheriff, they discovered that the alligator did belong to a neighbor who runs a reptile rescue. What surprised me is that he's got a gun in Michigan. They they don't particularly care for guns up there. In fact, I'm glad he had it, or otherwise he'd be alligator meat.
0: Well, I didn't know alligators would lunge.
1: Yeah, I've, I, they will come out of the water real quick at you. They're fast. Yes, yes. Couple of couple of swishes from that tail, and they're they're moving.
0: That's uh, you know, th- and that's one of the things people don't realize is how quick big animals are. Going back to my trip to uh, Tiger Haven. There was one cat and he was in this huge facility. By himself (laughs) actually had like a big swimming pool and and everything. Um, At one point. He decided to stretch. And he stood up on his hind legs and put his fences his, his paws up on the fence. Now I'm five ten he towered over me <laughs> uh, I was shocked how big he was I could believe it. Um, it I was just shocked Steve uh, Jones who was with me um, also uh, was at the Knoxville Zoo on an inspection and he said they were they were in the buffer zone most most animal places have a buffer zone of Two fences, right? One to keep the public out and then a, a, a in between in some places I've seen even moats. And then the other one is the fence that keeps the animals in. Well, they were in between. And there was a line, a, a, a female line or male line. I don't remember now that was on the other side of the enclosure. And he said in about three steps, he was on top of them. And was up stretching up on the the fence, um, and he said it was pretty unnerving how quick
1: they were. Oh gosh, yeah, they can move, and I mean that's you know you got to stop and think they got to they got to be real quick to catch their food in, in the wild. So I,
0: I got tickled. The lady uh, there, she said something about I, I asked her something, and she just kind of chuckled and said. They're apex predators. They don't have a lot of concern. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. So, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. So there you go. Alligator gets after you. Use your gun that you had. There's no mention of him getting arrested or, no. or anything like that? No. So?
1: Not, nothing on that. I'm Again, I was just surprised that he had a, a gun in Detroit. Michigan. No,
0: he was Detroit man. He was not in
1: Detroit. Okay,
0: true. He was he was at some shit lake, Shay Lake. Yeah. So, so he was not in Detroit. Okay. So he you know probably took it out in under, under under armored car or whatever until he got to the county line and they gave it to him. Yeah.
1: Ever how that works. <laughs> oh, I'll, I will tell you. My, uh, my aunt took a picture. She went into a uh, store and it said. Uh, went into a sporting goods store and it said please check your guns at the front and she she said do a lot of people carry guns around here and i said yeah she goes people just walk around carrying them i said yeah she, she said well, they can't do that back home i said no like you can't i said your gun laws won't allow it she goes, well, do a lot of, do a lot of people carry them i said I'm carrying one right now. Yes. so. I, mean, <laughs> I was wondering you, yeah, I was, what you were going to tell her. Yeah, I said, I'm carrying one right now. You know, I said, I, I carry one wherever I go. So. What did she say to that? She was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she now just thought it was funny. That's funny. I
1: mean, coming from up north, you probably don't think, you know, you see a sign that says check your guns, you think you entered the wild. She thought it would be like the wild, wild west out here. But no, I said, that's what keeps us very polite down here. I said, you know, I, I think twice about flipping people off because, you know, they may be armed.
0: Now, that's funny. Now, she's from where? Rhode Island. They're not. Oh, caring.
1: no, 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 no. They are not. No, they. you can't get a permit. They won't issue you a permit unless you show need, and then they won't give you the permit anyway. So. Hey, Jason. Hey, Tony. How are you this morning?
0: Great. And yourself?
1: I'm going fishing, man.
4: That's all I got to say. Awesome. awesome. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I was going to talk to Rob. The day has finally arrived. Um, I'm getting ready to do some of my own fly tying. Okay. And I've talked to you about this before, but it was always just kind of at some point in the future, I'm going to do this. And I got my stuff set up now. And I was talking to a guy last week about a vice. Mm -hmm. And he said, man, if you get a vice, definitely get a rotary vice. Okay. Is that? Or a, a vice with a rotary head, I should say.
1: Correct. I. have
4: been. Go ahead.
1: I would. I would definitely recommend that. It makes tying a lot easier.
4: Okay. Well, where is where is a good place to get one? What's a good brand without spending a ton of money? Um, and
1: so on and so forth. Uh, the good brands. Uh, I've got a Dyna. I tie on a Dyna King. I think. Rinzetti is. They were the first ones to come out with it. Renzetti's a really good vise. They make one called a Traveler that's not terribly expensive, and it's got a good steady base on it. Uh, that's yeah. what my wife used to tie on. Uh, that's the one I take everywhere when I do uh, tying demonstrations. I bring the little uh, Renzetti vice. It's perfect for travel, or you know, if you want to just set it up at home and leave it, it's perfect there, too. But they're both rotary vices.
4: And that's a Renzetti Traveler? Correct. Okay. All right, well, good, man. I'm getting excited about it. I've, you know, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time.
1: What do you think you want and to tie up?
4: What am I going to tie up?
1: Yeah, what do you think you're going to want to tie?
4: Uh, first, probably first thing out of the gate will be some little uh, nymphs, little beadhead nymphs. Okay. And then, then I'd like to try my hand at a white elk hair caddis. they they look pretty easy. They are. Of course, I'm going to. I'm gonna kill a bunch of stuff in the process.
1: I know that. <laughs> oh yeah, y'all, you always do. You should, I yeah. I kept my very first fly that I ever tied. I keep it on my fly tying desk to keep myself humble.
2: It is <laughs> okay. It is
1: ugly. I mean, it is. It looks like something the cat threw up on the carpet. I mean, it's just. It's not a pretty fly, but I kept it just yeah. to keep myself humble. Hey Jason, well,
0: just, go ahead. I yeah. just I just Googled. Uh, Renzetti Traveler Vice, and they're everywhere from 159 to 259, depending on where you're buying them from.
4: Okay, I was at Sportsman's last night looking at their stuff, and I just, you know, they got a so-so selection, um, especially on vices, and that's why I was wanting to ask this morning about a brand. You know, I don't, I don't want to go out and buy a Cadillac or anything. I just right. something that's good, basic yeah uh, I did tell me that that rotary hit is he said it'll really make the experience a lot easier it, you know it's it's just
1: it really will especially when you're trimming flies, you can turn it to where you need it and you know if you need to clip something on the far side, you can just spin it over and clip what you need,
4: yeah, cool. I'm looking forward to it in the meantime, I'm gonna go try to fool some trout with some of sportsman's warehouses flies this morning.
0: Well, good luck to you.
4: All right, man. Good show this morning.
0: Thank Thanks, you. sir. Thank you, Jason. See you, buddy. All right, Bye-bye. Fly time. Fly time. That is uh, that's something I got to do. I got to break down and do it. I can get you the, the dead of winter. We're gonna we're gonna do it. I'm gonna come over to your house. I'm, I... I'm gonna invite myself over. Okay. I'm gonna I'll, I'll even bring food and it's... beverages and and you can. Show me a little bit about fly time.
1: That's the way I taught Carter. He said, hey, I got coffee. I said, I'm coming.
0: All right, cool. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Want to be part of the show? Give us a call, 267-1023, 267-1023, and quit texting me. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late.
1: Welcome back.
0: Tony Sanders Outdoors. Been, been, to been having a good time. Talking a little fishing, a little hunting, a little, little bit of everything. CBA is going out. I I thought they did a night tournament in July, but it's actually a day tournament today. have a night tournament in August. July 27th, they're heading out. The uh, Forgotten Child Fund tournaments coming up in October. hmm Wow. Fish the Chick. Fish the Chick, August 31st. It's the data set for the eighth annual Fish the Chick Bass Tournament on Lake Chickamauga, based out of Dayton, Tennessee. New twist this year's tournament will be held on August 31st. Besides the guaranteed prize money of $1,000, Butch Marine will give away a new boat to any registered angler who catches a new Tennessee state record largemouth deer in the tournament. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. The current Tennessee state record is 15 pounds 3 ounces caught on Lake Chickamauga in February of 2015. Many anglers expect the record to be broken again someday and say it will likely come from
1: the mighty chick. I wouldn't doubt it.
0: This is pretty cool having a state record right here in my backyard.
1: Yes. I like yes, it. it is. I like it.
0: Which actually um, puts me into a lot of... Uh, I get a lot of calls from fishermen wanting to protect that.
1: hmm So good for them. I think. I think that that tournament, the possibility. I mean, I know it's a a, a low probability of them catching a new state. I mean, it it's potential, but I mean, I think the the boat company who's gonna gonna offer the boat out will. I don't think though. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll happen. You're, but, you're you know, being
0: yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Make uh, that uh, offer in February.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think they'll make it in February. So, so. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, that that's why they're <laughs> having the tournament in, in uh, August. So, yeah.
0: Hey, uh, also uh, it's coming up, this is really kind of cool. The uh, for years on the elk hunt, mm-hmm. we have been doing. Uh, we did the eBay thing. You know, the first year it sold for like seventeen thousand dollars. Uh, the second year it went down and it kind of hovered around 10 grand, uh, which is about a reasonable price, uh, for if you were going out West to hunt, you'd spend that much money. And so this kind of allowed you to do it. Well, two years ago, uh, we got it changed in the legislation to allow us to auction it off. And last year was the first year that we did it. We raised about 200 and I don't know what it was, 260, 270, you know, a lot of money. Uh, I think it's what ten dollars to get into it or 20? Twenty dollars $20 to get into the the drawing. And there's all kinds of prizes there's side by sides. there's there's all kinds of things besides the elk thing. But if you get drawn for the elk which a guy in Cleveland did you're going to get to hunt in zone one which is the best zone up there. Uh, so we're back at it this year we're, the, we're hoping big for bigger numbers this year. Uh, it's just way cool and it's a chance for you to get in on that but that chance dies on August 2nd. So you've got to get in on the drawing by August 2nd to be part of this. Uh, Go to Tennessee Wildlife Resources Foundation. This is not the agency. This is the foundation. Uh, The foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit and they do a lot of things And the money that is raised in this goes to the elk. Uh, re-establishment, the elk habitat, all kinds of things, elk. So it's really a cool deal, uh, and you will, can get that most prized ticket. Again, a guy in Cleveland got it last year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so go check it out. You got until August second, which is next Friday. Deadline closes. So,
1: yeah, TWA did the, or the commissioners did the tour up there, and and like a bugling elk on demand up there. So.
0: Yeah, I really I was very disappointed not to be able to go to that uh, that day because they the 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 elk put on a show. Uh, but it was it was really cool and uh, and so everybody went up there and uh, and saw it and and drove around Royal Blue and you t- you can too. You anybody can go up there and drive around it and it actually you can ride four wheelers and uh, I don't know exactly what all the the process is, but there's places to. to there's even places up there I think that rent four wheelers to allow you to drive around and look at the elk and watch the elk and stuff. It's I'm really try kinda cool.
1: I'm trying to see if they still have the elk cam. Uh
0: yes, they do. I looked at it not that long ago actually. Um there it is. Right
1: there. Right there? Isn't it? No, that's a Oh, that's the wildcast. Yeah, that's the the T V show.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, the Elk Cam is out there somewhere.
1: Okay. So cool stuff cool, um, and I'd love to hunt one of those big elk, oh, you can do that oh my wife is already my wife loves the elk she she got to taste fresh elk when we were in Colorado, and she fell in love with it. that was really the first wild game she ever had, and shes she keeps asking me, hey when are you gonna when are you gonna get drawn for an elk I'm like I'm working on it
0: um have with her photography skills, has she been up there to take
1: pictures of them? She has not yet, no. W- what are you doing? What are you waiting on? I'm waiting on her to get off the couch and go get her camera. Oh, man. Take her. I'd love to take her. Take her up there in Royal Blue. Well, if there, we won't get there. It, you know her. If there's a cemetery, we're going to have to stop at every cemetery and take pictures of that, too. So.
0: That's true. All right, we're going to go do our final break of the day. When we come back, we're going to talk about this uh, Yellowstone bison incident and and wrap up the show. It's been fun so far. I hope you listen for another 10 minutes. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Give us a call at 267-1023, 267-1023.
4: Shut up the dog, stare at the water.
0: When Tony Sanders Outdoors came on the air, Sportsman's Warehouse has been one of our premier sponsors as they were the first and longest lasting large retailer in our area. They are your one-stop source for hunting and fishing equipment, firearms and supplies, camping, boating, outdoor clothing, and so much more. There are two differences about Sportsman's Warehouse, their people and their support of the conservation efforts that matter to you. No other retailer in our area supports locally like Sportsman's Warehouse great indoors for those who love the great outdoors highway
1: 153 and lee highway babies fertilizer in cleveland tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies they are experts in fertilizer lawn chemicals mulch stone and all your commercial lawn care needs they have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company your customers will be happy with the great results and so will you babies has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472 5491, 472 5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer. There
0: is a world class shooting facility just a short drive north of Chattanooga where you can shoot shotguns on two world class sporting place courses designed by Marty Fisher. You can also sight in your hunting rifle at whatever distance you need, up to a thousand yards. That is right. Get ready for your Western State Hunts right there at Dead Zero Shooting Park. Give them a call at 423 800 7758. Again, that's 423 800 7758. Or visit them on the web at deadzeroshooting.com. Dead Zero Shooting Park, the era's premier shooting destination. 423-800-7758 or deadzeroshooting.com Alright, so did you get selfie music for this?
1: Uh, you did not. I
0: you did not? No, don't. we don't have to.
1: Well, we can. We'll see what we can do.
0: Uh, this is a it, it could have been such a tragic
1: story. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. There we go. I think I'll take a South <laughs> A. Well, if you haven't seen the video, you need to go check it out. There was a wild bison tossed a little girl like a rag doll in the air at Yellowstone National Park. And they are now encouraging visitors to stay at least 25 yards away from all large animals and 100 yards away from bears and wolves. The 9-year-old girl who was visiting the park from Odessa, Florida was a part of a group of around 50 people walking along a trail near the Old Faithful Geyser area when she was charged and flung in the air by a large bull bison. Video of this He, to- it-
0: he tossed her like she was nothing.
1: Oh yeah. The video of the incident surfaced Monday night triggering an uproar of angry viewers criticizing the adults who ran away while the little girl was violently launched into the air. Well, I can see the anger of the citizens, but I got news for you. You got 2,500 pounds of angry running at you. I don't think an adult is going to make any difference. I mean,
0: did they run away? I didn't really see them running away other than, I mean, just trying to get out of the way of this charging bison. Uh, I mean, I I don't blame them because we all react. 200 pounds of charging, 2,000 2, pounds of charging anything, we're all going to react our own way right what I who I blame is the parents early on who even put this little girl in a position to be 10 feet from a wild bison right this is not your pet this is not the cow that you come up and you rub her nose and give her some whatever and she you know hurts you because she leans on you so much because she's trying to pet you
1: yeah this That's is not, not that this it, is not Bessie the cow
0: this is a uh... 2,500-pound with, as you like to say, bad eyesight animal, and you're within 10 feet of it? Mm -hmm. You're an idiot. 25 yards is not enough.
1: I I agree with you there. But they said that the girl, fortunately, fortunately, the girls uh, was treated by the medical park staff. She was transferred to Old Faithful Medical Clinic and was evaluated and released. The extent of the girls' injuries were not released in the park's press release. And the incident remains under investigation. No citations have been issued at this time. As of August 2018, an estimated 4,500...
0: 2018.
1: Yeah. As of August 2018, an estimated 4,527 bison roam the park.
0: Gotcha. You don't want to mess with them. And you don't want to put your 9-year-old daughter where she can get charged. No. I mean, good Lord. People... Use your head, stupid people. Like the guy that was trying to shoo the bears across the road. Really?
1: That's natural selection at work. Why
0: didn't the bear eat it? Why didn't it eat him?
1: It would have removed then stupid then people. To kill the bear. Too, so. Well, true. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts.
0: All right. It's been fun. Two things coming up. Um, the fifth. Of September. You've got the Medal of Honor Heritage Shoot and then the 28th 12th Forever Banquet. Please attend all of those. If you have any need information, give me a call. Tony Sanders Outdoors, we will see you next week.
4: Late in the rich and
0: You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.